Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. When I was getting ready for this, when I was getting ready for this message, uh, I had one phrase just kind of ringing in my head. Uh, the, the phrase is "living hidden," living hidden. And so, if you're a note taker, uh, which means you'll get an extra story on your mansion in heaven. Um, living hidden is the title uh, of this message. But I want to begin with a story because I want you to understand where this, this kind of comes from. Um, probably 10 years ago, I was at a church and I was, I was um, on staff at a church there and I was going through a season where there was this, there was this, this is back when you listened to tapes. Anybody still remember when you listened to tapes, preaching tapes and uh, in fact, I still say tapes sometimes, and Leanne's like, oh my gosh, Grandpa, get out of the, the 80s. And so, um, so I, there were these, we would listen to tapes, and my pastor gave me this set of tapes from a guy, and, the, and the, the teaching was on pride and humility. And to this day, I still regularly listen to this, to this message. Uh, the good news is I listen today through a different filter, which is what I want to talk about today. But in this message... Um, I was just in this season where I don't know, I felt like I had a lot of pride in my life and I wanted to get it out. I hated pride. I hated feeling prideful. I hated when I said things that were prideful. I, there was a lot that I was working on. And so I, I started listening to these tapes and I would listen to them. There were three different tapes. They were an hour and a half long. There was three different ones in this series. And I would listen to this series over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And the, and the strangest thing happened, um, the more I listened to it, it, it was a very introspective tape. You're doing a lot of looking at you, a lot of looking at you. And it, it was a strange thing that happened. The more I looked at me, the more I didn't like me. Anybody else ever had that happen? It's like, man, and, and, and this, the strangest thing began to happen. And, and, and I'm not one who is prone to bad moods or mood swings. I'm not prone to depression or anxiety. I'm, not, I'm just not prone to those things. But the more I listened to this tape, the, uh, this, this series of tapes, the more I looked at me, the more I didn't like what I saw, the more depressed I got. And I'll just be honest with you. Again, I'm, I'm not prone to depression. My wife will tell you this. But I, I got Maybe I was depressed. I don't really know. I, I didn't go see a, a doctor or anything. But I'm telling you, I got to where I was like, you are the most worthless thing on the planet. And I got so, I got so low. I got so down. I had spent so much time doing introspection that even my pastor came to me and he said, what in the world is wrong with you? You have no faith. You have, you have no strength. You have no courage. And I was like, well... You know, I just, I just, I just got a lot of pride. You know, <laughs> and I just started telling him all these different things that were that were were wrong with me. Hindsight twenty twenty, I can look back at that and realize one of the most dangerous things that you can do as a Christian is spend a whole lot of time looking at you. Now, religion tells you that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be looking at you to see where you need to improve to see where you need to get better, to see where there is sin. And if you'll just keep on looking, you'll find something because you've got something in there. And, re and really religious people, right, when you're, right, right about the time you're getting free from looking at you, they'll point something out in you to make you look at you some more. And, and, and what I want to share with you today was it was the anecdote 
for this, this depression, this heavy feeling that came upon me in that season. I did not know, I did not know then what I know now. For those of you who don't know and didn't, haven't heard some of the history of our church, the, the, the reason this church exists because, is because I had a radical encounter with Jesus and the grace of God became so real to me where I, I, I finally figured out the secret that the life of a Christian is more about what he's done for us than what I'll ever do for him. That, that, that I, somehow, I, I've been a Christian my whole life, somehow I missed that though. I missed the, the very foundation for what everything about Christianity stands on. It is the gospel of Jesus. It is the gospel of grace. It's not about what you do for him. It's about what he's done for you. And everything you do in life after that is a response to what he has already done for you. I'm not even that charismatic right now, but this is like a praise break time. It's like, anybody know about a praise break? You might need to take a praise break or something. I want to read you a couple of scriptures. Colossians 3, Galatians 3, and Romans 13. Let's look at these right quick. Galatians 3, starting in verse 1, it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ. Who's he talking to? Us. Anybody who's been raised to new life with Christ. Anybody who's accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. He says, set your sights. So he's fixing to tell us what we're supposed to be looking at. Here's what you're supposed to be looking at. Set your sights on the realities of what? Heaven. You know, we just f- finished a series on the apostolic church where the, our focus is supposed to be what? Bringing heaven to earth. It says, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and I love this phrase, And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm going to say it again. Your real life, for those of us who have been raised raised in Christ, raised with Christ from the dead, and have this new life that only salvation brings, that only grace brings, that only Jesus brings, that only his blood can bring, our real life is now hidden with Christ in God. Galatians chapter 3, I'm going to read another, another verse. It says something very similar. Galatians 3.26 says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through what? Faith. Not from works. You're not children of God because you do a bunch of good. You're not children of God because you come to church. You're children of God through what? Through faith. Through simply believing that Jesus was who he said he was. And when he said it was finished on the cross, it was finished. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have been, it says, for, those, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. If I am clothed, another word, of, another word for clothed there is covered. If I am covered with Christ, can you see me? It was not a rhetorical question. It was actually a little play-along thing we were doing there. If I am covered, if I am covered with something else, I wish I had a, like a cloak or something. If I was cloaked, that's a, that's a Bible word right there. <laughs> if I am covered with something, can you see me? No. Would it be safe to say or fair to say I might be hidden in Christ? 
So when the Bible says when we're born again, we're clothed with Christ. We're hidden in Christ. One more, Romans 13, chapter, chapter 13, verse 14 says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of your flesh. You start to see this, this pattern about uh, the, hiding yourself in Jesus, hiding yourself in Christ, clothing yourself in Christ, putting him on to, to cover you. Can I just say this right now? You'll never live the life that God's called you to live unless you're hidden and your real life is completely hidden in him. Completely hidden in him. The more you go back to the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were living in right standing with God. Would you agree with that right when they were created? Before they did anything wrong, they were living in right standing with God. Or you could say they were righteous. That's what that word righteous means, they, in, in right standing. It's funny, they, when they were in right standing, they could be naked and unashamed. But all of a sudden, when they did something wrong and they got out of right standing with God, all of a sudden they were exposed. They, they realized, I'm not hidden. When Jesus came and died on the cross and shed his blood for us, it's like he gave us the set of clothes that Adam and Eve were supposed to be wearing the rest of their lives, the, the set of clothes that they were wearing when they were created. It was the clothing of right standing with God. And when you were born again, it's like you put on Christ. It's the only clothes that could hide your sin. It's the only clothing that you could put on that would wash away everything you've ever done wrong. And then we're called now to live every single day of our life covered with putting on Jesus, clothed, hidden in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> this, was, this was probably the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around. Because I live, especially when I'm, I'm, I'm doing this series or I'm, I'm reading or listening to this series, these tapes on pride and humility, I was spending so much time looking at me because what I didn't know was that my real life was hidden in Christ. So when I got in the mirror, all I saw was everything Braden was doing wrong. Everywhere Braden was missing it. Everywhere where Braden was prideful. Everywhere where Braden needed humility. But picture with me for just a second if I was aware of that I'm clothed with Christ, I'm hidden with Christ, when I look in the mirror, who do I see? Christ. Let me ask you a question. Does Christ have pride? Does Christ have faults? Does Christ need to be more humble? No. Hebrews 12, 2 gives us a little clearer picture. It says, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. You don't get perfected in faith by looking at you. You get perfected in faith by looking at him. And you may tell you, anytime you look at you, you should, you, you should see him. Why? Because our real lives are hidden with Christ in God. We're not supposed to be looking at all the things that are wrong with us and trying to fix all the things that are wrong with us. Jesus already fixed the sin problem that was wrong with us so that from now on, our Heavenly Father, who is the only opinion that matters, might I say, when he looks at us, even the Heavenly Father looks through the clothing of Jesus at Braden the Son. <laughs> so when the Heavenly Father looks through the clothing of Jesus at Braden the Son, you know what he sees? Well done, good and faithful servant. 
Well done. Yeah, but underneath all this, underneath this clothing, there's some, there's some pride, there's some this, there's some that. You know, I, I, it, maybe it's there, but I can't see it because you're hidden in Christ. Yeah, but there's some things I'm dealing with right now, Pastor. It's, it's ugly, it's nasty, it's pornography, it's adultery. It, it's, it, there's a lot of things going on in my life. You know, there may be, and we can talk about those later, but you'd have to tell me what they were. Because right now, if you've accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, your, life is, your real life is hidden in Christ. See, you start talking like this, and I remember when I first started hearing this. People would say, You're, you can't talk like this. You, you, you can't preach like this because it's going to give people a license to sin. Well, apparently they didn't need a license because they were already doing it. You don't, you don't need a license to sin. You need the power to stop. And the power to stop sinning is the awareness that Jesus took all of your guilt, all of your shame, all of your sin, and he is now covering your real life. Your real life is hidden in him. And, and, and I, I want you to understand. I'm going to give you real quick, really quick, real quick apparently. I'm going to give you some indicators of what people whose lives are hidden in Christ, I, I want to give you some, some, some indicators. And here's what I want you to, to do with this. We're not going to do a lot of introspection here. But I want you to understand that if I, if I say some things, I'm going to say some statements like hidden people, and then I'm going to fill in the blank. People's lives who are hidden with Christ, they fill in the blank. If that's not you, if that's not if you go, you know what, that's not me. Don't go doing some introspection and say, oh, I, gosh, I've got to work on this. I want you just to begin to think in your mind. This is, this is how you do it. It took me years to work on this. I've, I'm still working on this. In your mind, you want to say, no, that's not who I am. That, even that alone is hidden in Christ. Okay? So, because here's what I've learned about hidden people. People who's, who, who live hidden, whose lives are truly hidden in Christ, they are extremely secure people. They are extremely secure people. One of the most terrible feelings on the planet is insecurity. It will eat your sack lunch. And I don't care who you are in this room today. Every single one of us deal with insecurity. We, no amens? Not, not, maybe, not even one? Is this the, literally the most secure church on the planet right now? Or the biggest lying church on the planet? One of the two. Every single one of us deal with insecurity. And the reason we deal with insecurity is because we find our security in something other than Jesus. Many of us in this room, and I'm saying us, we find our security in what we do. A skill that we have. Maybe a call of God that we have. How much money we have. What we look like. Our security is in those things. But guess what? I don't care how good you look, there's somebody prettier. I don't care how many muscles you got, somebody's got more. I don't care how much money you got, unless, I don't know who the richest guy in the world is right now, but I'm sure he's not at this church right now. Somebody's got more. And here's what happens. If you find yourself in anything other than Jesus, eventually you'll do the comparing game with your looks, with your talent, with your money, with your skill, with something, whatever, whatever that thing is for you that you're finding yourself in. And you will measure yourself inferior 
in some way, shape, or form. That's what insecurity is. In some way, shape, or form, you have measured yourself inferior. And I'm, I'm just going to come right out with this. I'm going to spill my own stuff today, so just bear with me. What I, I had a dream when I was working through some of this stuff. I had a dream, and I didn't, it was an incomplete dream at first. It was prophetic, but it was an incomplete dream at first. But it was the Lord showing me uh, some things about me. And I, I was in this season of pride and humility and all this different stuff. And um, in this dream, there was, there was this wall. I was standing in front of this wall. And there were all these different uh, railroad spikes in this wall. And every railroad spike on the end of the head had a different name. There, there was a, a name. And on every one of these spikes were these little lanyard things. Or it, it was like a wooden plaque like this with a little piece of twill rope. And on, that, on those wooden uh, plaques said confidence. And, and, I, and, and all these different spikes on this wall had some confidence hanging on those spikes. Again, I'm being super transparent because I, I need this to help you more than I need to cover up my own issues. <laughs> but all these different spikes, one of them said athletic. One of them said smart. One of them said funny. One of them said good looking. One of them said talented. One said, one said good communicator. Every one of those spikes represented something someone had at some point told me about me. Man, I, I love that about you. You're this. Man, I love this about you. You're, you're so funny. You're so good looking. You're so athletic. You're so. And all of a sudden, I started realizing you ever heard the phrase, I started drinking my own Kool Aid? All of a sudden, I realized I had spent my whole life where all of my confidence was on all these things right here. And in this dream, the Lord was sending me on this journey where, dang, I, I used to be athletic, but man, I ain't, I ain't, what, I ain't what it once was. So I, I had to go and I pulled that athletic peg out of the deal. I stuck it in my pocket and I hung that confidence on my neck. Now this is, this is why part of it was prophetic because some of it wasn't showing me what I should be doing. It was showing me what I was doing. So I literally went, okay, not as athletic as it used to be. All the confidence that was once there was on my neck. I'm sorry, it wasn't on my neck yet. It was in my hands. Good looking. Well, ain't what I once was there either. So I had to go pull that one out of the deal, and I'm holding that one. Again, I'm just being honest with you. Smart. I, I started hanging around some really smart people, and I realized, man, I, I really ain't as smart as I thought I was. So I had to go pull that one out. And I went down every single uh, spike. And everything, because remember, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of introspection. And so even if I was wrong, I was, well, I, I, I was worth nothing. I, I, I don't have humor. I don't have skill. I don't have, I, and all of a sudden, I had pulled everything that I'd ever put my confidence in out of that wall. And I was holding my own confidence. And I'll just tell you right now, it was the most insecure feeling I've ever felt in my life. And I remember thinking in that dream, I, 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 I had, these, had these emotions, and I remember thinking, if I don't have anything to put my confidence in, how can I keep going? How can I do this? How can I, how can I, for sure, how can I do ministry and stand up and tell people? All, I felt so worthless. I felt so insecure. Can I just tell you what I didn't know, and it was years later that I found out 
There is supposed to be one nail and one nail only, and that is Jesus. There's supposed to be one nail in every single one of our lives, and every ounce of our confidence is supposed to hang on one nail. The nail that represents the man who lived a perfect life, did everything right, never sinned, never did anything wrong, never did anything shady. And that man died on a cross. It sounds like an Easter message, but really every Sunday is supposed to be like Easter. And he died on a cross so that every single one of us had the ability to have a wall with one nail in it that says Jesus, that we could hang all of our confidence on that one nail. And as long as all of our confidence is in that one nail, our real lives are hidden in that one nail. And I'll just tell you right now, every time I feel myself dealing with insecurity, I'm aware of the fact that I've put another nail in that wall. And it's not Jesus. And I'm just telling you, you could even put spiritual nails in your wall. Great calling, preacher, amazing church, pastor of an amazing church. They can sound real spiritual. It still doesn't belong in the wall. Even your own gifts, even your own talents. Let me ask you this question. What did you do to deserve that gift and that talent? Nothing. It was a free, free gift. So how can you hang your life and your confidence on something you didn't even deserve or earn or do anything for in the first place? I've got a list of other things about hidden people, and I guess we'll just talk about these for the next, uh, the, the next three weeks. But I, I just want to, I, I just felt, well, first of all, I thought I was going to get a lot longer into the message than this, but I felt that there were some people today that have been paralyzed by insecurity. And they're, they feel like they're going nowhere in life. In fact, it's not that the, the Lord is just helping me say this the right way. They're afraid to do anything because they're afraid of messing up because everything in their life, all their security is hanging on everything but Jesus. And there are people in this room who God has a great plan for you. He wants you to go for some things. He wants you to try some things. He wants you to do some things. But he doesn't want you to do it in your own mind and in your own power. Because you can't do all things through you. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And there are some people who, who, who you want to go do some things. But you're so aware of what you don't know how to do. And all the things you've messed up in before. And what a, a failure you are at times that you're not doing anything. But the Lord was saying, I need you to start doing something, doing a lot of things, but doing it through Christ, clothed in Christ, hidden in Christ. Your real life is hidden with Christ in God. It's time to start living your real life. Your real life is not how talented you are. Your real life is not how much money you have. Your real life is not how good looking you are. Your, your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And some of you just needed to hear that right there this morning. Your real life is hidden. If you would just close your eyes, bow your head. If you're in here this morning, you say, man, I, I needed to hear this. I've been paralyzed by guilt, shame, condemnation, fear.
all these things, I'm not moving forward. I, I, I want to do some things, but guilt, shame, fear, sin, all these other things are, are keeping me from moving forward. And all you needed was to have someone tell you, hey, hang on, your real life, your real life is hidden with Christ in God. He wants you to know that because you're hidden, you're accepted in the eyes of the Father. You're loved by your Heavenly Father. He's proud of you. He's happy with you. He's not disappointed in you. He's got your picture on his refrigerator because your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Again, every head bowed, every eye closed. Your life is not hidden until you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And if you don't know for a fact that you are born again, that heaven is your future home, that you've confessed Jesus, this is not about believing in God, have you confessed that Jesus is the Lord of your life and received the righteousness that only he can bring? If you're in here and you're just not sure and you say, I want to make that decision today to follow Jesus, to get hidden in Christ, would you just raise your hand? Anybody want to make that decision for the first time? just want to make sure everybody in here has that opportunity. Anybody say, I need to make that decision. I don't know that I'm, I'm a Christian. Okay, next question. If you're in here and you say, you know, I've been living my life not hidden in Christ. I deal with a lot of insecurity because all of my security, all of my confidence is in a whole bunch of other nails, but it ain't Jesus. All of my confidence, all of my security is in, in, in looks and talent and gifts and skill set and my, my business skills and my money and my this and that. But if the truth be told, I'm really insecure because I know how fragile those nails are. If you're in here today and you're confident and, and, and bold enough and comfortable enough to say, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of insecurity, just raise your hand. You say, that's me. A lot of hands going up. A lot of hands going up. Let me just pray for you, Lord, right now. We just receive the clothing of Christ right now in Jesus' name. We receive that clothing. We put on Christ that hides guilt, that hides shame, that hides insecurity, that hides fear, that hides anything that's imperfect in us. And Lord, I'm asking you to teach us to live the real life that you've called us to live, the real life that is hidden with Christ in God. Help us understand what that looks like that we may run the race that you've called us to run. Do the things that you've called us to do and live the life that you've called us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, can we celebrate all the lives that have been changed so far today? We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.